But praise God. If you have your Bibles, let's go to, um, let's go to Acts chapter 3 this morning. Acts chapter 3. I'm going to spend the next um, you know, two weeks um, talking about something that I love very dearly, and that is the Holy Spirit. You know, and as we come into next week, I know, um, you know, I've been in, in contact with uh, many pastors and pastor friends from around even the United States, Hawaii, different places, locations. And, um, y- you know, uh, many, many of the churches are coming, coming back online next week, Pentecost Sunday. And, um, but, you know, in, in honor of uh, Pentecost Sunday, my mind's been wrapped around a lot about that time period of what things would have been like. Prior to the Pente- prior to the, that, that day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit arrived and began to move on people, and uh, so I, I feel compelled. I mean, it's a real compelling in my spirit today that I want to talk about the Holy Spirit, the importance of the Holy Spirit in your life, the the, the the very thing that you need in your life to help you overcome every every wicked every wicked attack, every everything that comes against you. You need the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, you guys, with me in Acts chapter three. Hallelujah. I want to start at verse 1. It says, now, now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the, at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple. This is called the beautiful gate. To ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, you know, and it was like, understand, it was like, look at me. Look, understand what he's saying, look at me. He directed his gaze, he, look at my eyes. You know, and I, I want you to get this in your spirit right from the very beginning because we carry something in us that's not weak, that, that's not powerless. We carry something in us that, that you know, that, that is alive, that is active, that, that is powerful. And that is the Holy Spirit. So, and you know, and Peter's walking, you know, and I'm going to read the rest of this, but Peter is walking in this power, in this real power that every believer, and if you're watching online, you have a power living inside of you that's unlike anything that you can imagine, and it's your responsibility to tap into it. I'm going to tell you, it's not my, you know, I'm not preaching yet, let me finish this scripture, praise God. But look at me, that's, that's what he's saying, look at me. Look at me. And he fixed his attention on them. He, he turned around and he looked back at them. Expecting to receive something, something from them. He was expecting to receive alms. He was expecting to receive you know, that which you know, he was begging for every day. You know, understand, people can sit, at, they can sit at, a, at the gate called beautiful every day expecting to re- receive something. But oftentimes what they need is they need that very power that's living in someone else to come and live inside of them that will wreck their life, that will change their life, that will move them to another place. That, you know, so that, that man's not begging at a gate anymore. He's, he's the one gazing into people's eyes and saying, get up and walk. Get up and walk. And this is and this is what, you know, this is what Peter, this is powerful. This is what Peter does. This is, Peter, Peter said, I have no silver. I have no gold. But what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Nazareth, rise up and walk. Yeah. 
And he took him immediately by the right hand and he raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in each and every believer. And Father, I pray that even coming out of today, Lord, may we, may we connect with the Holy Spirit at, at, at another level, even out of this service today. Lord, that Father, that even, even as your time... <laughs> Even as you're appearing, gets closer and closer and closer. Father, may we, may we have a relationship with you, Lord, that connects us to the things that you're asking us to do, calling us to do. You know, Lord, that it, may faith arise in this hour. And Lord, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, this earth was, was void and, and, and without frame and, until the Holy Spirit come upon this earth. And it, and, and it <laughs> hallelujah, it moved throughout this whole earth. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you today for the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. And, you know, it, 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 even, you know, I've got to try to come out of this, but I've got to stay here real quick. But, you know, e even to understand that this was a lame man, he was sitting at, at, at the gate called Beautiful. And, it, and to have this picture in your hands, I mean, his life, this was his life every day. His life was to be carried out, laid at, laid at, laid at the gate, and to beg. That was, that was what was normal. But I'm going to tell you that even, even from that day, when Peter gazed into his eyes, and he gazed back into Peter's eyes, he seen something different. And I've got to tell you, you know, Christianity is not weak. It's, it's, this is not a weakless kind of faith. This is not a weak thing that we carry. There is real power living in every believer. I'm, I'm not, you know, understand, real power. Real power. And understand, this, was, this, this very thing was the very thing that Jesus was talking about. Before, you know, when he, when he come and he appeared to the disciples, and he began to tell them, Terry and Jerusalem, I want you to wait. I want you to wait upon this promise. This very promise that I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you something. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God's Spirit. It's going to come and dwell and live inside of you. I, it, you know, isn't that good? Isn't that good for the believer? That you have something that will smack you upside the head when you get out of line. Something that will bring about conviction. Something that will, 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 will stir up inside of you and say, Ah, that's not right. I shouldn't have said that. I, I shouldn't, you know, yeah. You see, that's the Holy Spirit. I, I'm going to tell you. I, you know, and, and hear my heart. I, I do not want to be a powerless church. You know, my desire above everything else, and it's like, it's, like what, it's like what Paul was saying, and Paul was a very educated man, but the one thing Paul did when he got saved and his life got changed, he walked in the fullness and power of Jesus Christ. He, I didn't come with you with per persuasive speech. I didn't come with you to try to make sense out of all this, but what I have living inside of me, I want people to experience. So I understand I don't want to live in a powerless church. I want to see impact. I want to have impact on this generation because this is what people need to see. People need to see God. They need to experience God. They, they need the real experience of God in their life. And I'm telling you, people, you know, people are running around to and fro and looking for all kinds of stuff, all kinds of answers. If I would only do this, if I would only do that. 
You know, I would have more of God. I'm going to tell you, please don't ignore the Holy Spirit. This isn't a rebuke today. But I want you to understand that you need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit living inside of you to direct you, to, to, you know, to, to, to help you make sense out of everything that's going on in the world. You know, because I'm te- you know, people think, you know, everybody's screaming, this is a new norm. Ah, yeah, poppycock. I, you know, th- I'm not even thinking about a new norm. I'm thinking about the return of Jesus Christ. What about what the Bible says? What about what the Word of God says? We're, you know, th- for the church, this isn't the new norm. This is Bible prophecy unfolding. People are ignorant of what the Word says. This is Matthew 24. Earthquakes in various places. Guess what? We, we see that. We see the very warning signs that Jesus, the birthing pains. You know, and it's like, I remember Nathan, I think it was Nathan Morse made a comment. I'm not educated to give, uh, to talk about the pregnancy of a woman and, and the process in which a woman goes. I have no, you know, I, I'm not a doctor. But I understand that when my wife went into labor, and, and she was getting ready to have a baby, and those contractions that she had, you know, they, they, they progressed. I, you know, I, I can't, I don't even know what that felt like, don't even, can't imagine what that felt like. But as those contractions, they, they, before the baby was, was birthed, they, they, you know what happened? They got closer, and they got closer. And I'm telling you, that's the very same thing right now that's happening. Things are getting closer. You know, we I understand we can go back to things and thinking everything's normal and we can go back to cruising in a lifestyle that that makes sense. But I'm telling you, the church has a responsibility now to tell people that Jesus is still coming back. You know, that that's that's maybe that's the new normal. How's that? Maybe we all have a message that the new normal is Jesus is still coming back. Huh? That doesn't change. See, this message, this gospel doesn't change. So, you know, maybe maybe that's maybe that would be a great new normal for the church. You know, well, G- Jesus is still coming. You know, we just happened to see something in the last six seven months that has impacted our whole economy. That's that has impacted the whole world. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus is still coming. It doesn't mean that he's not coming. He's still coming back for a bride. Amen. And you know, you understand the responsibility we have. We have to be ready. Don't shoot the messenger. This is what the word says. We have to be ready as a body. We have to be ready for the return of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You know, Zechariah 4, 6. And I want to read another scripture real quick. Because, you, you know, what I want to do is I want to, I want to get into a little bit of a framework today. Because, listen, with, without the Holy Spirit, your life is a, you, you'll live a burden. You, your life will be, will be a burden. Without the Holy Spirit in your life, you, 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 will, you will walk from a, a burden. You'll have burdens throughout your whole life. If, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, if you don't have the Holy Spirit in your life, you're, you're going to live a life of, of, of trouble. You're going to live a, live a life of, of burdens. And that's not what God's called us to live. Amen. He's not called us to live a burden. Uh, you know, He's not called us to live a life with burdens. You know, uh, Zechariah 4, 6, and, and I love this. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And this was, this, was the word, this was the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, not by power, but by the spirit. By the spirit of the Lord. And, you know, I, I, I want you to understand, you know, because, see, we think that as born-again believers, it, it, this is, a, this is a, a fight that we fight in the flesh. 
We fight in our minds. See, it's by the Spirit that we fight these things. You know, I, I know so use Lisa as an example. You share with me, just, you know, even getting to church today, there was just things going on. And, you know, and that happens in life. You know, to get to, you know, to, get to the house of God, so, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, man, I got this happened and that happened. And, you know, I, I, Louie and I started talking last. I'm so thankful he's here today. Amen. And, you know, because, it, it, you know, I was just, man, you look great today. You look great. And I was just so happy to see him. But I'm telling you, sometimes there's a fight, and it's a spiritual fight. But say, so you, you need the Holy Spirit. You need the prop, prompting. You know, it, you, know, it, you know, even if it's not the preaching, that you get something out of the Word, that the Lord can deposit something in you today that can, that can change something. But, you know, above all else, you know what you got to do this morning? you got to come in and be, be a part of anointed worship. you got to come in and praise God. You got you know think think about think about that. You got to come in and you got you had the opportunity to stand before Lord and, and before the Lord your God and praise Him. Isn't isn't that special? You know what you know what's even cool about that? We still can in America. We still can in America. Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit. See, understand this isn't a physical thing that we work up. You know, when Halama was talking today about entering his gates with thanksgiving, you got to work it up. You got to work it up. You, you got to stir up those things. Well, I just don't sing. You got to work it up. I just don't dance. I don't dance either, but I'd still, I still dance. I think Jesse was laughing at me today from the corner. I was over there doing this, and I had my moves going on. And I looked over, and I thought Jesse was was a big smile on his face. And I just thought Jesse's laughing at the pastor, you know. That's okay, because, you know, I got my groove going on. I got got my groove going on. You know, so I dance in the most funniest places. Real quick, I'll tell you a quick story. Yesterday in Walmart, when when the the announcement came on about the, the, the distancing thing, and you be six feet apart, you do this, and all the rules that they... That they, that they have, and then, and then right after that, Bobby Brown's My Prerogative come on. And I was like, that's my, that's my jam. You know, that's my jam. That was back in the 90s. And so, you know, here they're having all these rules and regulations, all these things that you got to do in Walmart, and then it's like, it's my prerogative. I can do what I want to do. You know, so it's like, you know, so I'm like, I'm in Walmart back here. I'm doing the, I'm doing the MC shuffle, and I'm going, you know, I got the... I got, the, I got the whole thing going on. I, that was 90s kid, you know. That's when rap music kind of made its way. But, you know, so I'm back there like jamming. You know, but understand something. You're, 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 where was I going with this? Your worship matters to God. Your worship matters to God. And it's the Holy Spirit. Understand something. It's the Holy Spirit. That, that, that you know, stirs me up, gets inside of me. It says, you know, dance because you can. Dance because you can. Praise because you can. Give thanks because you can. Amen. Love God because the Holy Spirit dwells inside. Love Him because the Holy Spirit dwells inside of me. Amen. Love Him. Love Him. You know, understand, it's the, these aren't things that you can do in your natural strength. You've got to fill them in your spirit. You know, you've got to feel things in your spirit. And then when God says do it, you know what you've got to do? You've got to do it. And you know, you can't sit around and second guess. You know what happens when you second guess? Nothing. That, yeah, understand? Nothing. When you begin to second guess the Holy Spirit and the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you know what happens? Nothing. You'll, you'll be somewhere else down a bunny trail. You'll, you'll, be, you'll be off making an excuse why you didn't do this or why you didn't do that. So nothing happens.
And so, you know what, you know, understand, this, see, this is a very spiritual thing that I'm talking about because when nothing happens, you know what, you know what happens with the enemy? He won. He, he's now taking you out. Okay, they don't, <laughs> they're not going to do anything. Okay, I'll go over here. You, you see, I mean, and like I said, I see this as a very elementary thing sometimes. You know, when, when we begin to yield and we begin to consecrate ourselves before God, you know what the Holy Spirit does? More. More. God wants to do more in our life. And I'm going I'm to get into that. I don't even know if I'll cover that or even get there today. But understand, Christianity is, is, a, is a complete burden without the Holy Spirit. And I, I you know, listen, guys, I don't want to be a powerless church. I don't, I don't want to not see signs, wonders, and miracles flowing out of this house. Amen. I don't want to see people not get saved out of this house. Amen. Because these things are important to God. And we should care about what God cares about. Every believer, my responsibility is to teach you guys, to preach to you guys, to make sure you care about what God cares about. And you know what? It's like what Dr. Morocco said, is to make you look good on that day, when that day, when you stand before the Lord, that you look good. And he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come in. Come. Come. You know, it's like why Pastor Brad talks about church. You know, why, you know people say, you know, even, even this past week, I got an argument with somebody. said, well, you know, I just don't know that I need to be in church. No, you really need to be in church. Well, you know, who are you? No, I, who am I? I'm a pastor. I have a responsibility to tell you what the Word of God says. I'm sorry, you know, shoot the messenger. What, it's important that you understand it's a covenant right that you have with God. It's not a right that you have with me. If you don't like me, go somewhere else. You know, and I don't mean, and I'm not here what I'm saying. I'm not being even negative about that, but people want to argue about the most, you know, the things that don't make, they don't make, it doesn't make sense. Because it's, it's a covenant place that you, you're, you're, there, you're there with God. And i got to get back to the Holy Spirit. You know, Christianity is a burden without the Holy Spirit. You know, in Matthew 3.16, I, I want to read this real quick. You can follow along with scriptures, but it's important that you understand that Jesus himself did not operate in the fullness and the power of God until he received the Holy Spirit on his life. So understand something. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit in our life. We, we need that power. For 30-some years, Jesus, he lived, he lived a normal man's life. He was educated. He had, learned, he had learned things about God. But not until the power of God come upon him did he go out and perform miracles, signs, and wonders. Did he, did he, that, that his ministry, even that it began when, when the Holy Spirit come upon him. So, you know, even, even Matthew, Matthew 3.16, I believe, is where I'm at. It says, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove. Hallelujah. And a, light, and a, light, a lightning upon him. And suddenly a voice come from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, who I am well pleased. And if you look at Luke 4.14, and you don't have to go there, but Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit in Galilee and went out through all the regions. So, you know, this is what happened when the Holy Spirit come upon Jesus. Then he went out to all the regions. You know, I remember we, I was having a lunch meeting with Dr. Rodney one time. And, that, you know, and I think it was when he said, he made the comment, you know, you know it's, it's important that every student, everybody understands that when they come to Bible school, they need the power of God on their life. They, they need the infilling. Not, you, know, you know, understand something. You can pray in tongues. <laughs> You, you, you can do all that. You, you can pray. But there, 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 you know, and that's, that's important. And you need that in your life. 
But there is a real power and demonstration of a believer when they begin to walk in the things of God. You can pray in tongues. You might be able to pray in tongues 23 hours a day. But, but you know, not everybody that prays in tongues carries power. Just because you receive your, your, the baptism of the Holy Spirit doesn't, doesn't make you a powerful Christian. It's the going. It's the action thereof. It's, 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 you know, what's the Holy Spirit speaking to me? What's, what's the Holy Spirit saying or wanting me to do? It, you know, that's the activation. And see, that, understand something. That is the faith element. But understand, your life is a burden without the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. And so what did he do? He went out and he preached and he performed. You know, the Holy Spirit, it, it's the unction. And I, I think it's David O. Depo that in his books... He talks about it's the unction that causes you to function. And I, I like that. It's the unctions of the Holy Spirit that cause you to function at a greater level. You know, yesterday I was leaving, I left Walmart. I was in the store and I come out, and there was a lady standing in the center aisle up on 68, that Walmart, and she was she had a sign up and she just had a sign, need charity. And I caught the I seen a sign on my way. Um, I was kind of in a long line and I was standing there. And you know, you know what the Lord, the Lord said, give her money. I, I've just learned. Yeah, I, I've just learned, like, you know, at the point when the Lord says stuff to me, I just do it. I don't, well, you know, there's another person standing, holding a sign, needing money. You know, and I, and, and, you know, because I sit there, even as, as, a long light, as a long light as it was, that's what people think. They, then they get frustrated. Well, I can't believe another person standing in line, needing money. They probably make more money than me. You know, they're out there panhandling. Somebody's going to pick them up a little bit. That limp, that's fake. She's faking that limp to get more money. You know, that's, that's what people set and say. But it was, it was like the Holy Spirit said, give her money. I reached in my pocket. I had, I think, I don't know, a wad of cash. wasn't a lot. I don't even know what it was. It was once. It wasn't like I was holding $100 bills. I don't carry cash on me. But... You know, I just reached in my pocket, and, uh, you know, she was, uh, I rolled down my window, my broke window, amen, and, and, and I rolled that window down, and, uh, and I, I held the money out, and she just, you know, you know, the thing about it is, I realized she had gazed into my eyes, and as I drove off, I th I, and I prayed for her, I prayed for this lady, but, you know, I was thinking, man, you know, there was maybe more to this opportunity that I, that I missed, you know, and it, it's, it's why I felt even like going to, you know, Acts 3 today. Understand something. There's a, there's a power living inside of us. You know, the, the action was I, I, I did what the Holy Spirit told me to do. But sometimes you've got to go above and beyond looking, looking at that type of an action. You know, even as you've done something. I mean, we've, we've prayed for people. I shared that testimony about when the God drew his fist back on me and Killa and I prayed for a guy one time. And I think Killa thought he was going to hit me. I did too. And, but God touched the man. After we loaded them up with like 46 cheeseburgers or something. I don't know. We bought a bunch of cheeseburgers that day for that family. So we blessed them with food. But, uh, but you got to do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. See, that, that's, that's, the, that's the act of obedience. And, and, and that's the very thing about being a Christian. That, that separates, I understand, it separates you from, from, from so many other, you know, it separates you from every religion. When you do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. Acting upon what the Holy Spirit tells you to act upon. You know, the, the, the apostles didn't have a vibrant life until the Holy Spirit come upon them. You know how I know this? You, you think about it. You think about in Acts chapter 1. When Jesus, you know, in Acts chapter 1, he, you shall receive what? Power. Power. 
You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So what were they doing? They were waiting in an upper room. And you know, the one thing about this upper room experience, I, I think sometimes one of the things that we miss, we don't talk about enough, they, they were in prayer. We get that. They were, they, were, they were in one accord. But I'm going to tell you what else they were doing. They were consecrating themselves. They were before God. They, 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 they were, there was a yielding. Understand something. It wasn't like, you know, I think sometimes we see this as, a, well, they were just praying. No, there was a real yielding and a real consecration to receive what God was getting ready to send. And understand something. Your, your yielding has everything to do with how the flow of the Holy Spirit will operate in your life. Because see, you, can, you can move in the Holy Spirit just a little bit. I believe you can move in the Holy Spirit a lot. You, you, you can move in the things of the Holy Spirit just by learning how to yield, learning how to consecrate. And I believe that even Peter and, and the people that were in the upper room, that's what they were doing. They were praying. They were in one accord. They were waiting. You, everybody knows there could have been more people in that upper room other than 120. But many, many of the men and women, they parted away from that experience. Well, let's just go back home. Jesus has left us. You know, he's, we'll see him one day again, you know. But Jesus said, no, go wait, go wait, go wait, go, go, go there and wait. So there they were, they were waiting. And I understand something, there was that level of consecration, there was that level of yielding that, you know, that they, they were there and they were, they were waiting on this promise. This, this very promise that Jesus said that I, I'm going to send, that I'm going to give you. And understand, it's, it's the same promise that they, that, 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 that they got, that they received, that we receive today. And, you know, isn't, isn't it great that we're on the back end of this, the golden age of the church, rather than the, <laughs> the beginning part? That, we, that, you know, we, all these promises that are in the Word of God, we have access to them right now. You have access to the Holy Spirit right now. You have access to the Holy Spirit right now. So, you know, they didn't, Peter didn't have a vibrant life. You know, you know, even, you know, I remember Zane preaching a sermon, you know, talking about Peter's life. You know, Peter, Peter was, uh, he was kind of, you know, there was a lady, a little girl. You know, Peter was, was intimidated. She stood off in the corner. You know the scriptures where the, where the little girl said, well, isn't he one of the disciples? And, and Peter, Peter was like, no, 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 it's not me, it's not me. You know, so he, he, was, he was even scared by the fact that a little girl was going to rat him out and he was going to be turned in and, and persecuted. But something changed. Something changed when the Holy Spirit come upon him. I'm going to tell you that today in your own life, something will change when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You won't, you won't, be, you won't be just somebody that's going to say, well, one day maybe this will happen. No, this will happen. So it's like you've got to raise your level of expectancy. You've got to begin to believe God for the, for, you know, it's, it's, it goes beyond the more of God. I've got to believe God that the Holy Spirit wants to flow and wants to operate more through me now than ever before. See, this, this is the golden age of the church. This is the time. That, you know, that, that the prophet Joel, the, the very word that Peter spoke on the day of Pentecost, this is that. This is what he said. This is that. This was the promise. This is the promise. This is that which was prophesied by Joel. Out of Acts, you know, out, out, out of Joel, what is that, Joel 2? Joel 3. Joel 2.20. Yes, I think you're right too. But this is that. This is that. And now the Holy Spirit has come. And you know what the Holy Spirit did? It began to empower the believers. I, that, that's where we're living. Get this, get this in your spirit. This is where we're living. This is where we're living. 
You know, Jesus said, you know what the words of Jesus said? Greater works you will do. Get, get that in your spirit. Greater works you will do. These are the words of Jesus. Greater works you will do. Because I go to the Father. Greater works you will do. Greater works you will do. You know, I, I want to I encourage you guys because, you know, these greater works will happen when you put action. When, when you have action behind your, behind your works. You know, I, I thought about it, you know, as I was thinking about this. I was thinking about you know, just the miracles and the signs and the wonders and the miraculous things in, in Acts. And, I, and as I'm reading that, you know, I thought, you know, you know, you, even when we first went into ministry, I, I believed in miracles. I think Melanie Jones's dad, Steve, was one of the first miracles I ever seen that I knew in my spirit that he got healed. And there was like eight or seven or eight of us that prayed for him. He walked into church. We laid hands on him, prayed for him. In my spirit, I couldn't, I, I don't even know what we prayed. I don't even know, but I just knew in my spirit that he got healed. And I, and I remember that being something in my life that like, that was like, that was really cool. But I, you know, I didn't see him for however long. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know him at all, really. And uh, I just like, that guy just got healed. I don't even know who he is. But so, you know, um, then I found out it was, you know, your dad was, I think, prosecutor at the time. I don't even know what he was. He was a lawyer or something. So, but I, I just knew that that was really cool. But, you know, I could remember throughout my Christian walk, you know, you know the, the thing about under, understanding with the Holy Spirit, about the yielding of the Holy Spirit, you know, even when we were in ministry at first, you know, I, I, I believed in signs. I believed in wonders. I believed in miracles. I believed in the power of God. And I, and I desire to see these things happening, even in our ministry. You know, because we're contending for breakthrough. Even like here, you know, I've I got to tell you, I'm contending for breakthrough. I want to see blind eyes open, amen. I want to see Buck's eyes open. I, every time I get around, I'm praying. Because I know God's real. Because I've seen God do it. Amen. I've seen God do it. But, you know, even through that contending, there's something that the Holy Spirit, I mean, the Holy Spirit will direct you. I remember even walking down, you know, even down the, the Hunter Road Beach Road there, Helene Hall, I, you know, two, two different times the Lord told me to stop and pray for people. One guy had a cane. Couldn't, could, he couldn't see. It was evident he couldn't see. Another person had a seeing dog. They could see barely because they kind of nudged her. You know. And the Lord told me both times to pray for him. See, I want to say, well, this, this is the one thing I want to tell you about the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit at work in your life. This is how the Holy Spirit will move in your life. He will direct you. Pray for this person. Do this. Do that. that that's, understand the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not rapid. He's not clobbering you over the head. Hey, you should pray for this person. It's never been that the Holy Spirit said, Brad, you need to stop right now, and you need to... That's not what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit was, was a gentleman. Every time, the, the, give money to that lady. Okay. See, you understand, does everybody know what I'm talking about, about the Holy Spirit, that voice that you hear? Those, that's God. People say that they have, they have problems hearing from God. Shut up and listen. 
Shut your mouth and listen. You want to hear from God? Just be quiet. He's speaking. I promise He's speaking. If you're born again and you've received Jesus Christ as Lord, the Holy Spirit now lives inside of you. You know what He wants to do? He wants to be, he wants to be stirred up. He wants to come out. He wants to communicate with you. To, you, know, and, you know, above all else, you know, the one thing the Holy Spirit wants you to do, He wants you to be holy. He wants you to live a holy life so that He can do more with you. So that He can do, he can do more with you. And, you know, i got to save that for a later time to talk about the holiness because understand something. When we yield and we, we, we consecrate ourselves before God, that's the very thing that the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to promote you. He wants to elevate you. You know, you know even, even the thing about, like, giving. You have, you know, you can give. But if you're not living a holy life, you're giving. missing it you could give 85 percent of your income but if you're not living holy you're cheating on your wife you're it you're not you don't ha you won't let, let alone you you know the blessing of god even around finances but you know let's be real you won't enter heaven you 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 won't make heaven but understand something, guys. Listen, we, you, we all need, we need that unction of the unctions of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, just hear me today. God is speaking to people. He's speaking to the hearts of men and women. You know, that which was prophesied. This is that. This is that. This is what was poured out upon the people. You know, and even as we come into Pentecost Sunday next week, I'm telling you, you know, we need the Holy Spirit. We need, we need... <laughs> We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. Churches need the Holy Spirit. I mean, you know, right now, you know, even, even like, even maintaining. Right now, we've been able to maintain as, as a church. Financially, the church has, the finances have went up in the church in the last month. And I, you know, and I, because, you know, even when it all happened, we just stopped and we declared, Lord, thank you. We will be blessed. In every season. Lord, I thank you for your direction. You know, I thank you, Lord, that God, that, that we're going to be blessed. You know, because we're winning souls, Lord. We're, we're, doing, we're doing these things, Lord. We're, we're, we're going to contend for these things, Lord. We're not in a board meeting right now backing up to try to figure out how we turn the lights on. And, don't, and I promise you, there will be churches that, you know, that are coming back online that are trying to figure out how to do these things. I'm telling you, you, you contend. You continue to contend. And you contend for the things of the Holy Spirit. And you, and, and you just continue to believe. Hallelujah. You continue to believe. You know, Acts 19. Just turn there real quick because I want to show you something. Acts 19. Acts 19. We'll start at verse 1. It says, When Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast when he, where he had found several believers. He said, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them, No. They replied, We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience? He asked. They replied, The baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin. But John himself told the people to believe on the one who could come later, meaning Jesus. 
So, you know, understand, these, these are doctrinal things that people, that people kind of, you know, they, they, they don't quite understand. And, I, you know, and, and there, there's clear evidence right here that there is a real power that comes and lives on every believer. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it, it, it goes beyond, you know, it's a power to see the, the signs, the wonders, the miracles, to see the performance, to, to, to see the, you know, think that the performance of the Holy Spirit go out upon this earth. But, it, you know, it's for every believer. It's for every believer. John's baptism called for repentance from sin, but John's baptism, but John himself told the people to believe on the one who came later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they spoke in other tongues and they prophesied. They were about 12 men in all, Acts of the Apostles. So, you know, it, it, you know they were, there were about 12 of them in all. And it goes on to talk about how Paul was even in that region. He stayed for a little while. He preached. Some people got mad. He grabbed the 12 people that, he, that, that received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he began to disciple them. Because it was, understand, it's the Holy Spirit. There was the drawing of the, we, well, we received John's, you know, the baptism of repentance. We were baptized and saved. But, you know, understand something. That, you know, there's a real power that, that, that God wants to place on every believer. And you, you, you have to be in a place where you contend for these things. It's not that the church, I mean, we are a Pentecostal church. We are a full gospel church. But, you know, the, the one thing that's important that you understand is that I want you to walk in power. You know, pray in the Holy Ghost, absolutely. But I want you to walk in power in the demonstration in which God's called you to walk in. The, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is the, the evidence of it is speaking in tongues. We should pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray often in the Holy Spirit. But it, but it will never remove the fact that God, when people receive this power, what are they supposed to do with it? They're supposed to go. They're supposed to do. They're supposed to act upon the things God tells them to do. I could pray in the Holy Spirit, like I said, all day long. But when I see somebody, I don't do what the Holy Spirit te tells me to do. I've missed God. Do you, do you under, I, like if I don't give that lady money, I miss God. I miss what the Holy Spirit told me to do. I, I sent out messages yesterday, 12, 15 people. Hey, you know, love to have you in church. You know, I, I love you, love you, love you, love you to have you in church. And, you, you know, it, it, that's what the Holy Spirit's directing me to do. You know, the, you know I'm working on a sermon. And, you know, and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit sent this message to this person. Pray for this pastor. Do this, do that, do this. I don't, you guys think I'm probably dysfunctional, right? You think I, you know, ADA, Pastor Brad's got ADD, right? No, it's, it's, it's just, that's what, that's what, that's how I'm dealing with things with the Holy Spirit. Just do this. Okay, Lord, I'll do this. You know, the longer I'm a Christian, I realize, you know, it, it, it's my action. Amen. It, it's the things that God tells me to do. It's that, it's that pouring out. That, that's the kind of pouring out I know how to do. Amen. And, you know, I want you to understand, I, I want you to understand even today, you know, because I'm, I'm kind of, I want to kind of set this up even for next week. But listen, you, you guys, uh, please hear, my, hear me. You need the Holy Spirit to function at greater levels in your life. It, you know, it's like the Holy Spirit, it's like what I said, it's the Holy Spirit that said today, you know what, you, you, you go, you fight, you, can t you get there, you get there. You, you make it happen. You get there. And I'm going to tell you, you know, 
I want to get people to church. And I, I you know, I, I, I know, you know what my prayer is, right? You know what? You don't pray for Pastor Brad, Pastor Marina. You guys pray for us, really. But, but I, I'm serious. Pray for us. We need prayer. But I want to pray that the level of expectancy that people come to the house of God expecting from God. Hear this real quick from God. From God. We have a responsibility to carry the message, to do everything we can do to get people in, to love them, make you look good when you, when you stand before God. That's our job. That's our job as pastors. But I want you to experience God. I want you to experience the things of the Holy Spirit. Above anything else, that's the most important thing for me as a pastor. Because when you're obedient, when, you know, that, that people come in, they receive from God. Oh, Pastor Brad, that was a good message. It's a good message. No, no, no. Receive from God. <laughs> Hear what I'm saying? Receive from God. Receive from Him. I'm thankful when I preach a good message. You know, I'm not, you know you're never thankful when you pre- preach a message. It's like, ah, oh, it's not good. You know, you beat yourself up. Holy Spirit, you know, it's. Um... But listen, guys, you, you need this in your life. And, you know, what's, what's great, and i, I got to be honest, what's great is watching, like, you know, uh, watching the Holy Spirit move in people's life, watching God do things in people's life. Yeah, I, I mean, I use Abby as an example. I'm see, you know, I, I'm so, you're just transforming. I see God doing that. I see God transforming you. You know why? Because you got hungry. Because you said, you know what, I'm going to begin to yield to the things of God. Not that you were off course, but you know, you were a heathen in the world. You were drinking a 12-pack every night. It wasn't anything like that. You, you basically said, I'm hungry. I'm going to get hungry for God. I'm going to begin to yield to God. I'm going to begin to press in. I'm going to, I, I desire more. See, understand something about God and the Holy Spirit. It's always about you. It's always about you. You cannot create this, this utopia of an idea. When God's ready, He'll move. God has already moved. He's already moved. He's moved. He sent Jesus Christ. You know, that, that's how we get to heaven. You know, it's, it, it, let this be simple, please. He sent Jesus Christ to die for us. That's how simple this message is. But then, you know, the bonus is the Holy Spirit. He get, you know, the bonus in our salvation is now the Holy Spirit. That we let, that something lives inside us. When we screw up, will convict us and tell us what we did wrong. You need to forgive that person. Well, I don't want to. Okay. But this is what the Holy Spirit does. Okay. You, and you'll stay in that junk for months, years, 10 years, 20 years, 15 years, still trying to figure everything out in your head. You're not going to figure it out in your head. Because you left what the Holy, the Holy Spirit said, just forgive them. Or the Holy Spirit said, just do this. And understand something. Who wins? The devil. The enemy. Because everybody, you know, you, can, can I tell you, you can get left behind in more ways than one. You can miss heaven, right? But understand something. You can miss the anointing in your life. You can, you can miss what God wants to do with you because you chose to stay here. And understand something, oh, everything that I'm preaching and talking about today is a choice. God, God's always wanting to move on our behalf. And if you don't know that, you understand, that is God. If, if you don't know that, we've got to work on helping you develop for you to understand who God is. Because God always wants to work on your behalf. He, he's always wanting to work on, on, on 
You know, even when you're a, you're a mess, God's still wanting to work on your behalf. You know, and see, that, that's the thing. People miss that. They miss, well, how could God use me? How could God use me? It's not even, it's not even possible that God could use me. Pity, apathy, it's all from the enemy. It's all, it's all a lie. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's, that's not from God. God's always wanting to do it, guys. Hear, hear this. He's always wanting to do it. He's always wanting. Your life should be colorful. Your life should be bright. Amen. That, you know, and the thing about it is I'm looking at people. I, I, know, I know that you're, you're, you're living this and you're living in it. But I, I want to tell you, you know, at every level, I mean, please hear me. Every level, I mean, there, there's another place you can go. There's another place you can go with God. There's another place you can go with God. Amen. Amen. I don't know. It might be a good place to close today. But um, you know, I'm 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 not polished. I'm I'm not. I didn't go to Bible school. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not polished in the Word. But I, but I know the Holy Spirit. I know, I know God. I know there's a real power. You know, people, I, you know, I've already, you, you meet a lot of people when you do what we do. I mean, just, what do you do? I'm a pastor. And then everybody wants to give you their reason why they don't go to church. I mean, give me a break. Well, you know. I don't think we should go to church. We are the body of Christ. What are you doing for the Lord? What do you mean? What are you doing for the Lord? Uh, uh, we have a Bible study every six weeks. What are you doing for the Lord? I, I, I'm, just, I'm, 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 I'm just real practical with this stuff, guys. I'm not trying to argue with people over stuff. There, there is, there, I, don't, I don't have a lot of, t- you know, there, there's no argument in me. You know, people jump on your face, Facebook post and they post, I, I don't care. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not moved by that. I'm moved by compassion. I'm, I'm moved to save the lost. I'm, I'm moved to see people get to heaven. I, I, I'm moved by what God's called us to do. I, I, you know, I, I'm moved by the, the things of the Holy Spirit. And you know, I, I want to say this. I, I want to be moved even more. I, I don't, I don't want to just settle. God's not called me to a life just to settle. He's not called you to a life to settle. You know, e- even as a church, you know, you know I, I get it. I understand it. You know, when people come in to check out a church, it can take months before they ever, before they ever make a decision to decide. You know, because, because maybe something's happened. Maybe they've been hurt. Maybe something, you know, along the way's happened. And I'm sorry. And, you know, but th- that's always my thing. I, I apologize. I, I apologize to people for things I've never done. But I apologize because I love God's church. And I, I, and I understand this calling. Man, it, 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 it's a walk. It is a walk. I don't have it all figured out. But I'm telling you, I love people and I love God. 
And I, I, I want to see people get to heaven. You think, well, yeah, he says that every other week. <laughs> it's who I am. It's who I am. You know, and I want to see blind eyes open. I, I, I want to see millionaires out of this house. Amen. Uh, you know, and people think, well, you believe in the Lord for me? Yeah, I believe in the Lord for millionaires. I want my kids to be millionaires. Amen. I'm a half, half millionaire. I've not got there, but I'm going to get there. Amen. I mean, you understand, it's all, about, it's all about what you think, it's all about what you speak. God, can, God, God will do it. He will do it, and He will do it for His people. I'm telling you, you watch over this next six months to a year, the things that are going to happen in people's lives. Because they said yes to God, and they're faithful. They're contending. They're faithful and they're contending. You know, I had somebody the other day. You guys seem like you're a real happy, joyful church. Yeah, we're not a depressed, sad church. <laughs> I, what, what, what would you prefer us to be? Well, you guys just seem happy all the time. <sighs> I'm, what do you say to people? We're too happy for you. You shouldn't come. <laughs> I, I mean, we're, we may laugh. We may have the joy of the Lord. You know that, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We, we may actually have a little bit of that. We may, we, you know, we may greet each other with a hug, with a handshake. You, you know, that, that <laughs> I mean, you know, I wish sometimes like, you know, I wish sometimes you could be on the other side and like hear the things like Pastor Moran and I hear sometimes. You know, praise God. We should just have a call for pastors right now. Praise God. <laughs> Who feels called to be a pastor? Come on up here. We're going to pray for you. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> if you're watching online, and uh, just call in right now. If you feel like being a pastor, we'll pray for you. Uh, But it's good. I'm telling you, it's good. It is good. Guys, listen, you, you need, and I, I want to close out with this today. You need, you need the Holy Spirit. The, the third part of the Trinity, it's real. It's real. This was a promise given to every believer. And listen, the thing about it is, understand this, when you get saved, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit now dwells inside of you. Okay, you, you know, and now and now it's like it's, you know, the spirit of God. Well, I'm not going to get into the whole thing about all this, but the, but but it's like when you get saved and you receive Jesus Christ as Lord. You know, now it's the thing to wake up in your spirit. It's the it's the he is the comforter. He's a gentleman. He wants to he wants to help you. And listen, you know what happens a lot of times and I see this happen with new believers they turn that thing off and they start listening to the world. They start they start listening to the things of the world. Well, my ex-boyfriend, oh, my ex-girlfriend, you, you, you should you should leave them. You should leave them right where they're at. They're at their exes. They, they're their exes. You, you don't run back. You listen, you don't ever run back to people that 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 kept you in bondage and kept you in sin to get advice from them. 
when you get saved? Bad mistake. You know, go to a pastor. Run to a Christian that can help you. You know, because, you know, we're not, you know, think about this. When we get saved, we want to save everybody. We, you know, I, I was this way. When I got saved, I wanted to save everybody that I could save. All my friends that were, I partied with, want to go tell them about Jesus. They were just looking, oh, yeah, <laughs> interesting. We were just drinking last weekend. Now you're here telling me about Jesus, you know. And so, anyway, i got to come out of this. So, <laughs> You need the Holy Spirit in your life. And let me close with that today. And even as we wrote, you know, it's, it's not, we don't have to wait till Pentecost Sunday for you to receive the Holy Spirit, the activation of the Holy Spirit in your life. We don't have to do that. So um, I'm going to go ahead and end the broadcast, and I'm going to take some time to, to pray with people this morning. I just, I felt, I felt that even, even last night and even in this morning. I just, I want to take the time to pray for some people today. And God is good. He is a good God. He is a good God. He is a good God. I'm going to close this out, but I want to close this out first, uh, and I'm going to take some, a few minutes and pray for people. If there's anybody here today, you know, you, you come into our service, and, and, and you know, you, you're not living right for God. Anybody watching on that? You're not living right for God. And, you know, you know, pastor can stand up here and talk about the Holy Spirit, but you... You've never, you've never confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord. You've never, you've never said, hey, I want to be saved. I want to give my heart to God. You can do that today. You can receive Jesus Christ as your Lord, your Lord and Savior. You know, and I, I don't want to say this because, you know, we've had a lot of people that have, have funneled through our online stuff and watching. And, you know, I'm getting people sending us testimonies now about things that, you know, uh, people got healed, people got saved. So it's a whole other avenue, and I mean, right now, I mean, we, you know, our, tr our online audience has been as big as, at times, as, as, as the people that are here, which is great. But, you know, weekly right now, we have two to 300 people catching our services. So, praise God, that's good. That's one avenue. W we don't let up on this, though. I, I like meeting, okay? You have pastors that like assembling together, amen? And I would encourage anybody watching online, come and join us in a service sometime. Make plans to get here. And if you're not in church, get in church. Get in church somewhere. I love you, but I'm serious about that. I love you. Get in church because it's important. You need to be discipled. You need to come under somebody. It's important. Be in church. Amen.